0: You just a bit. Let's start with some Mike Houston audio. We didn't have a chance to get to yesterday. I think you're going to like it as uh, we'll get some of coach's thoughts on uh, the big matchup Pirates and Camels. This was Mike Houston's opening statement at his final presser this week. And roll that beautiful bean footage.
1: All right. Heavy lifting's kind of uh, done with uh, Tuesday and Wednesday's practice in the books. You know, start preparing for uh, how we want to play Saturday night. So, uh, been a solid week of practice. Um, you are know, looking forward to uh, a big crowd on Saturday night. Uh, it should be a great game. So, a very good Campbell team coming in here. Um, you know, I hope, hope our guys are ready for the fight.
0: Coach Houston talking about preparation and improvement.
1: Good. I mean, it's we you know, came off a win, but you know, like I said, we didn't play particularly sharp in the first half. Uh, really liked what we did in the second half, especially the fourth quarter. But uh, the challenge for them is, is we've got to improve each week and we've got to improve each day. And so. Uh, I think they've had good enthusiasm. Uh, Our Tuesday and Wednesday practices this week were better than they were last week. So, uh, you know, hoping that uh, translates into a better performance on Saturday night.
0: Camels and Pirates will kick at uh, 6 o'clock. Our coverage begins with Pirate game day countdown at 3 o'clock here on the flagship of the Pirates, 94-3 the game. Uh, The special teams line, some issues. Mike Houston, short and sweet on that. I mean,
1: we've uh, moved some guys around. Uh, typical stuff early in the year. You gotta you know figure out who fits where and get uh you know get everything corrected that uh, you do poorly the week before. So we spent a lot of time on it this week.
0: And coach talking about Campbell's uh, very capable mobile quarterback, uh, the young man Haj Malik Williams, a real uh, veteran talent. Mike Houston on dealing with. A mobile QB for the Camels.
1: You know, I think uh, some of our guys have done the best job that they can to try to mimic him. But obviously, he's, you know, he's probably the best quarterback in that league, and you know, he's probably, you know, the most athletic quarterback easily we've seen so far this year. Uh, so it'll be a great challenge. And that, you know, like I said, I, I watched him play uh, two years ago during the pandemic, and boy, he was he was very very impressive with his athleticism, the way he throws the ball. Um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a challenge Saturday night
0: couple more, Mike Houston uh, here, he, uh, with Mike Houston here, he talked about the secondary and some of the mistakes they made.
1: The stupid stuff. I mean, I was, I'm, listen, if, if somebody's better than us, they're better than us. But the cheap stuff, I just, you know, we've got we to do better. We've we got to coach them better, obviously, uh, and we can't, uh, we can't be out there just, you know, gambling and, you know, just stupid stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think they responded. They've got a lot of pride in the way they play.
0: And then uh, Coach Houston on uh, doing your
1: job on defense. Well, that's what you want to do is be confident, play aggressive, but do your job. You, you start trying to do somebody else's job, and that's what I mean by gambling. You know, you start, you know, you're the deep third player and you start you know, driving on a flat route. That's just stupid. You know, that's, that's, that's just not fundamentally sound. And so you just can't make those mistakes. A good defense doesn't make those mistakes.
0: Yeah, and then we uh, asked him the other day on our Houston huddle about Marlon Gunn, Jr. Uh, this is uh, Gunn, Jr. Uh, being asked, or Mike Houston actually uh, giving his thoughts on Marlon Gunn, Jr. Here we go.
1: Yeah, I tell you, you know, he's he's going to be a good one. I'm just, I'm really excited about him. Obviously, he has two incredible mentors in uh, Roger and Keaton. And they've certainly taken him under, you know, their watch and tutelage and uh, yeah, I mean, that's three pretty good running backs and I'm just, I'm really excited about his future. It was good games from reps the other night. I think it really kind of helped his morale and it's hard being a freshman and going from, you know, being the guy to sitting over there and, you know, not playing. It's tough. So it's good for him to get some game action Saturday night.
0: Well, uh, we now turn our attention to the, uh, camel camels. And uh, they are one-and-one one entering Daddy Ficklin Stadium tomorrow night. Lost on the road to top 20, William and Mary in the FCS last week. Uh, made a lot of mistakes. We're hearing from the uh, former Panther coach of the Camels, Mike Minter.
2: And their defense is, is um, a defense that creates a lot of havoc for an offense. So, once again, we're going to face um, you know guys who's going to be running around Showing different type of coverages and different type of movements up front, and um, you know the the offensive line got to give Hodge the protection so he can get the ball down the field to our playmakers, and um, so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough one. Coach
0: Mike Minner on the Pirate defense. There, this is uh, Coach Minner on the Pirate offense.
2: Um, they're gonna be great on offense. They got a great quarterback. I think he's been there four years. It'll be his fifth year starting there. Um, the guy's just um, a great quarterback that runs the offense the way that Houston wants their offense ran. And so, um, you know, number two, their running back, NC State knew how fast he was. And so they got an opportunity to um, see him. He has elite speed. And so we're going to have to do a great job on defense of trying to contain him.
0: And then Mike Minner talking about uh, the job that Coach Houston has done in Greenville.
2: Hey, the Pirates are for real—a great football team. Um, you know, one of the things that that you gotta know is they're gonna be—they're gonna be tough, and they're gonna be smart. I think Coach Houston has done a great job of rebuilding that program and, and really, you know, kind of putting them in the frame mind of who he is as a person. And so, um, it's it's really really good to be able to go against a football team like that.
0: Was this at, they have like a, uh, an Applebee's or something in Bowie's Creek? Is that where this was, was done? That's what it sounds like. Maybe it was at the dining hall. I don't know. And it used to be like a no-stop-light town with maybe like a convenience store kind of thing. I, I didn't realize that there was, maybe they're in Dunn. I don't know. We got a lot of people from Greenville from Dunn. So hit me up all my uh, Dunnites. Is that right? Uh, I mean, is this, where, where are they holding this uh, press conference or, or coach's show or whatever it is? Uh, Mike Mentor on uh, his excellent tight end, Julian Hill.
2: It's definitely going to get him an opportunity, Chris, to play in the National Football League because they need guys that can run, um, block, and they also need guys who can have mismatches in the passing game. And so, um, you know, when you look at those guys, you, you get excited about... A Julian Hill, he's 6'4", he's 255, and he's mean, and he's tough, and he's smart. And, and so all those things is what the National Football League is looking for in a tight end.
0: So Campbell comes to town, and ECU, uh, they're expecting uh, 40,000 at least tomorrow, which is uh, a good thing. We'll have uh, coverage beginning at 3 o'clock in the afternoon Saturday with our Bush Light Pirate Game Day Countdown. We'll uh, be bringing you coverage from outside the Town Bank Tower. Patrick Johnson, uh, yours truly, and Terrence Copper. It's been a long week. And uh, cast of dozens will be bringing you uh, the countdown on 94.3, the game to ECU and Campbell. And then, coming your way a little bit later on in the day, uh, network coverage beginning at 5, and then the uh, ECU Pirate Sports Radio network uh, with uh, coverage at 6. Uh, I'll have uh, in game scores and post game for you 107.9. it will be a part of it, all these other stations uh, across the network statewide. It'll be a lot of fun. So that's all tomorrow. Uh, coming up Monday on the Patrick Johnson Show, another Monday afternoon quarterback, and uh, we'll have great guests next week on the program uh, as well. All right. Um, looking at this today, a uh, rundown of the high school slate coming up tonight. Dandy of a game, conference play started, and uh, I'm excited. J.H. Rose at Jacksonville tonight. Should be a great game. Two fabulous games played between the two last year, so uh, that'll be a lot of fun uh, tonight. You'll hear that at 7 o'clock here on ninety four three. The Game. Cardinals, uh, of course, uh, Bo Williams, son of Chip Williams, the head coach. Uh, their offensive coordinator is uh, Steve Brooks, who did a really good job and a tough job at CBA Cock. He's now the uh, OC for the uh, Cardinals. And just a little note, they have scored in double digits in 47 consecutive games. That is the fourth longest streak currently going in uh, high school football in North Carolina. South Central has a new head coach. He is an interim head coach. The new man in charge of the program is uh, former coach at, uh, assistant coach at Pamlico, Robert Walbert. And uh, he's taking over on an interim basis for the rest of the season. They're just one in three, are the. Uh, South Central Falcons, Coach Parker stepping down after four games. In a statement released by South Central, he says, quote, I have chosen to step down as head football coach to focus on family and personal reasons. We've got Green Central. We'll hear from their head coach coming up in a little bit. They are taking on the North Pitt Panthers in a matchup tonight. Green Central 4-0. Farmville opens EPC play at Southwest Edgecombe. Aiden Grifton opens EPC play at West Craven. Another one of those uh, backyard brawl kind of uh, in-county Major League rivalries tonight, and Rights Bowl, whatever you want to call it. Newburn tonight at Havelock, big-time matchup there to open conference play, but uh, those two uh, are uh, heated, heated, heated uh, rivals to say the least. Newburn, by the way, has scored double figures in uh, 23 consecutive games. And the uh, Havelock Rams have not been shut out in 188 consecutive games. That's the third longest streak currently going in the state of North Carolina. Other games uh, of note tonight around North Carolina, at least Eastern North Carolina. Uh, Washington County pays a visit to South Creek. South Creek has lost 19 consecutive games entering uh, that matchup tonight. Gates County is at Riverside. They're going to be honoring Harold Robinson tonight for his uh, induction into the North Carolina High School Athletics Hall of Fame back in August. So, Harold Robinson night at the uh, place formerly known as Williamston, now Riverside. Uh, Washington plays host to Eastern Wayne. Kinston is at South Lenore. Parrot Academy at home against Cary Christian. JP2 travels to Rocky Mount Academy. It is Southwest Onslow, who Rose shut out last week. Tough one on the road as they'll go to Wallace Rose Hill. Tarboro and Perquimans match up tonight. North Edgecombe welcomes Wilson Prep. North Duplin travels to Pamlico County. Rosewood's at Northside Pinetown. Beargrass Charter at Jones Sr. Uh, it is the battle for the mullet bucket. It is always a uh, good one when these two uh, lock up with uh, one another. And uh, it will be uh, West Carteret at East Carter-Rett. 7:30 tonight. Lejeune at East Columbus. The rest of these seven o'clock uh, kicks: James Keenan at East Duplin, Richlands at Princeton, Bettingfield at Croatan, Whiteville at Goldsboro, Northeastern at First Flight. That, of course, down from the uh, outer or down along the Outer Banks. Hertford County at Currituck County. Another game at the Outer Banks uh, tonight that you can actually hear here on one of our, our sister station 103.7 W T I B. Manio playing host to Edenton Homes. Nash Central at Southern Nash, White Oak at Trask, Dixon playing host to Pender, a little border rivalry there, Hobgood Charter at Madam Mesquite, Camden County at Pasquotank, and Hunt at CB Acock, who have won four in a row. Stick and stay. We will be back with the Patrick Johnson Show. A lot more to come, so don't you dare go away. When we return, uh, we'll break down uh, some college football uh, matchups. Well, particularly the ECU Campbell matchup. Uh, Doug Martin, who was in town in person to see the ECU ODU game, get his thoughts on that. So stay with us, Doug Martin, on a Football Friday edition. The Get You to the Game Day weekend edition of
3: the PJ show. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. And this is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates.
0: Friday, a football Friday here. And uh, Coach Doug Martin has been good enough to uh, join us here. Play caller for ECU on offense. And uh, head, head coach, uh, Kent State, Mexico State. Not at the same time, different so tenure. Head uh, Coach is here with us. Uh, I, it's fall down at the coast. And that means certain fish are biting. And yeah, This is just, what a time to be you. What a time to be you here in the fall. That's all I got to say. You're tailgating, you're catching fish. This is awesome.
4: I, I never realized that there was a life like this out there, Patrick. I would I would have stopped 30 years ago, but yeah, we, we did the tailgating last week, coach Logan and I were out on the boat fishing just yesterday again, Oh, okay. second trip we've had and that's good. Uh, so that's it's, good. it's been great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good. That's kind of a cool, I guess, different layer to the relationship with coach, I mean, just to go fishing. That's pretty darn cool.
4: Well, you know, I was with Steve for 10 years there at East Carolina and we developed a really strong relationship and I'm, you know, really grateful to him, everything he did for me and my family. And and over the years, we've just become really close friends. You know, when I was coaching at New Mexico state, he came out and spent some time with us there and worked with our quarterbacks. And, you know, we visited when he was at Tampa Bay, I went and stayed with him for a while. And so, uh, it's been a great relationship.
0: And then Jerry McManus was there, uh, as well with you guys, right.
4: The funniest guy in college football, Jerry <laughs> McManus. That's exactly if you've never gotten to sit down and listen to Jerry McManus tell a story, you're missing something. But yeah, it was great seeing Jerry too.
0: All right. So in week one, you tailgated at Wake Forest. Right. Nice warm up. It, kind of the FCS game, like uh-huh. we talked And then you tailgated at ECU. Now it rained,
4: it wasn't the greatest tailgate weather. Still, listen, it, it was, it was power conference tailgating <laughs> it was it was a blast i know the weather wasn't great and all that so i i can only imagine what it's like when the weather is fantastic but uh you know we met, got to see some people we hadn't seen in 20 years yeah. which was great and yeah. meet some new people there and, and everybody is always so hospitable around east carolina and the food was outstanding and uh, so it, it was just a great time coach logan and I, jerry mcmanus and then uh, we spent the day together there great time
0: Coach Doug Martin's with us. I hope you'll come back to a game uh, for the seasons. I hope you come back. Oh soon.
4: yeah, no doubt. We, yeah. we will definitely be back. We're going to catch a couple of Wake Forest games the next two weeks. And then, uh, but we'll be back to East Carolina too.
0: Well, let me ask you a little bit about you. I want to pick up on something you just talked about there. And that's the good thing about these, uh, chats with you is that we can kind of go a bunch of different places, but you know, you talked about, you know, coach Logan visiting with you when you were a head coach at places and then, um. You going down to Tampa, a lot of coaches, you know, I've always found, and then, you know, Donnie Kirkpatrick's gone out a couple of times to Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, and that sort of thing. I'm I'm sure he wants to get out to Los Angeles now because who wouldn't want to go to sunny California? But uh, a lot of that does go on. Coaches will visit with one another, and you kind of pick each other's brains a little bit uh, when they're in that professional setting, I guess, and you're kind of looking in a little bit.
4: Yeah. Coaching's a fraternity and, you know, you'll get your group of guys and, and you, you visit a lot. I mean, when I was in East Carolina, we actually had uh, a weekend where we brought in coaches from all over the country and we just trade ideas and things like that. And then uh, went down to Auburn when Noel Mazzoni was offense coordinator and Noel and I were friends and he did the same thing. And so we'd go visit there. So yeah, it's a good way to, you know, to expand, you know your knowledge and, and stay ahead of the game and also just keep relationships steady
0: uh we've got coach doug martin on the line with us uh, here on the patrick johnson show uh we'll, we'll get kind of your thoughts on ecu odu in a minute there were all kinds of uh upsets and crazy close games around college football this past week uh most notably uh appalachian state upsetting a and last week um and I guess you've talked to some of these coaches. You've talked to the guys, some guys you know on the Anm staff. You've talked to some Ohio State play particularly great, but I mean they won, but they I think they dropped a spot in the poll. Um, and, and you know, obviously Notre Dame got beat by Marshall, so you know it's cool we're getting the story from the uh, the App State perspective and the Marshall perspective, and rightfully so. But it's kind of interesting to hear from those other staffers and, and coaches that were on the wrong end of that.
4: You know, it is, Patrick. I talked to a couple guys at a and a couple guys at Ohio State, uh, Alabama, who didn't play exceptionally well either. You know, and it, it's interesting getting their take on things. And, you know, you we've talked about we're in unnavigated waters now in college football with NIL and transfer portal and all those things. And there's some residual effects, I think, of that that people didn't anticipate. One is that NIL money, you know, Several of those assistants at those schools really felt like it's hard to get kids right now out of Texas A&M to concentrate, have team chemistry, get ready to play, have that be the meaningful part because they're all chasing money now. You know, they're all chasing NIL money, how much they're going to get, and there's so much white noise out there that they're listening to, and uh, it's harder to get them to concentrate and focus on what they need to focus on. And I could see that being a problem. I don't know if that's a theory. I don't know if that's true or not. but Yeah. Certainly, you know, you can look at the way they played. Utah State was another one that came down and lost and uh, Notre Dame, like you mentioned. And I mean, it's, I think that's having an effect. It's harder to get kids to focus at those places, get kids to focus on the football part of things instead of the business part of things.
0: You know, that's part of the, the deal too, with, you know, rookies in the NFL. Yeah. That's a big adjustment for them. That influx of money how to deal with it all. And I mean, so it's really rare if you see a rookie come in and have this huge impact, you know, they, they might play well. But I mean, yeah. you know, that part of their challenge, I'm sure, is balancing, you know, all of the, the, that business, that off the field, the obligations. And then, so at least now there's pl- people in place, uh, you know, at the pro level to kind of help you navigate some of that. Because teams of well, people in place to the. I, I guess these universities, of course, some of them are so flush with money they got to spend it anyway. From the team, you, you may have to hire some people. That that's kind of part of their deal. Not, I'm not talking compliance. I'm
4: talking just deal, help these athletes deal with it. No, I think you're exactly right. And I, like I said, I don't think that was anticipated. But you think about it, and you know, an 18, 19 year old kid going off to to college for the first time, that's a big transition. You're away from home for the first time, that's a transition. You know, if you're living off campus, you're paying rent and doing all those type of things for the first time. So there's a lot of distractions. And then on top of that, you throw on this NIL money and, you know, I'm going to do a commercial. I'm going to go do this. How would I pay taxes on this money? You know, where do I get the next money from. So there's a lot of distractions right now for these guys, especially at those places like a Texas a that's, you know, dishing out a lot of money right now for their players might be a little bit of an advantage for the marshals and the east carolinas and happy states of the world right now, because they're not, even though they're trying to get those things done for their players, it's not to the level, you know, that those uh, programs are having to deal with right now.
0: Coach Doug Martin on the line with us here. We've talked about, uh, you've got a son coach in it, wake forest, uh, Hartman came back and was just absolutely awesome. And that's just, uh, whether you're a wake fan or not, by the way, who hates wake forest? Nobody hates wake forest. (laughs) Why not have a lot, of, a ton of people rooting for him? Nobody hates him. So it's really cool to see uh, Hartman come back and have a really, really uh, pretty marvelous game statistically against uh, Vanderbilt.
4: Yeah, to come back from a really serious, you know, not, not an injury, but he had a blood clot in his yeah. arm. Which, medical you know, was situation. Really serious, yeah, yeah, really serious medical situation. Had to have a surgery. Uh, but being up there and watching them practice this summer, I could really tell he is the heartbeat of their football team, man. He is the, he's got some moxie about him. The players love him. I think he's where their confidence comes from. So, you know, to get him back was huge for them because Vanderbilt was really playing well. They've got a really good quarterback and doing some good things. So that was a huge win for Wake Forest. And I think he threw four touchdown passes in that game. And uh, But, again, I'm going to tell you where Wake Forest has gotten a lot better is defensively. You know, they shut down the Vanderbilt quarterback and I mean, he is a good player. He can run, he can do some things. So they've got Liberty this week and then Clemson, which that'll be the big one. Tough, for them tough two weeks in the nemesis. Yeah. That'll be the tough one for them. One that kind of dictate how far they can really go.
0: Uh, coach, let me ask you, uh, you, you got to enjoy the tailgate. Now, where'd you get to watch the game from?
4: Did, did you get, did you get a hookup or what? Oh, you know, we did. Henry took care of us. We were in did a he really. School. That's yeah, your that's yeah.
0: that is your pay for these appearances on this thing. <laughs> that's what that was.
4: It was worth it. It was worth it. It was <laughs> nice. We had Harold Varner III was up yeah. there a little bit. Got to yeah. talk with him, talk some uh, professional golf, and that was really interesting, getting his take on things. And of course, Coach Logan and I got to sit up there and talk and meet some different people. And uh, so yeah, but man, I tell you what, those suites in East Carolina, they're
2: pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty
4: good. Done that stuff right up there, so. You know, that's the thing. Somebody was asking us, so how these suites compare to suites at other universities? And Logan and I were like, I don't know. We've never <laughs> been in one before. <laughs> all we've done stand on the sideline all day. Now,
0: I, I don't want to tell who told me this last year, but Logan came to a game last year. Coach Logan came to a game last year. And he still views this game like, you know, the blitz is coming you know what they're doing pre-snap like any coordinator like any coach does were you doing some of that
4: yeah you know when you coach <laughs> as long as we do you can't yeah. look at a game without looking at it through a coach's lens and, and i tell you what too you have ptsd from coaching <laughs> <laughs> because when you see something stupid happen you right. know some player does something that you know they're not supposed to do it just ticks you off because you know you've been through that before too and you know, Steve and I were talking about that, that. Golly, you watch these games and some knucklehead gets a penalty that he shouldn't get or goes the wrong way or something, and it's just like it brings back the memories. Oh, remember when so and so did that when we were playing? And yeah, uh, <laughs> just but it was it was good. We got to rehash a lot of good memories.
0: Uh we got uh Campbell coming in this week and, and maybe just a word or two on that. But uh, a couple of other things from the game, ECU and ODU. Um, you know, whole Naylor's probably played may have hung onto the ball a little too long a couple times, but I mean, played a pretty good game, uh, in, in my opinion. Now I've seen him a lot more than you have, but, um, what, what do you think of his play at
4: quarterback? Yeah. Tonight? Oh, I, I thought he played a, a really good game, you know, particularly the weather conditions. That's difficult for a quarterback to play in. He did a good job taking care of the football. He got them in the end zone. Uh, you know, to me, the most impressive thing was the emotion that East Carolina played with that that's hard coming off a loss like NC State, you know, it's easy to have a hangover the next week. And so their coaches did a great job of getting them prepared emotionally to play a good ODU team and come off a big win themselves. Um, But that's the biggest part of it is getting over that loss and getting back on the saddle and playing well. And so I think they got better as a team Saturday, and that's what you want. They've got some games coming up, you know, Campbell, you can't lose to anybody whose mascot is a camel. I mean, that just can't <laughs> happen, right? That's it that cannot happen. So they're not going to do that. But they've <laughs> got to get better in each of these games. They've got games coming up; they're very winnable for them. Uh, but I think the key for them is to improve each week, and you know, so when you do get those tougher games, you're you're a fine-tuned team.
0: What do you think of uh, the ODU quarter? Of course, he—I mean, he had Ali Jennings, the receiver, who was who was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, what did what did you think of? that tandem, plus Hayden Wolf, the quarterback with, with, uh, ODU, what, what were your thoughts on him?
4: Yeah. You know, i tell you what, he was a lot more impressive throwing the ball in person than he was on TV the week before. And, and I've always said, you got to see a quarterback play in person to really know what they're like, but he, he throws a nice ball. He's got a strong arm. He's really accurate. Uh, not probably as quite as mobile as what you'd like to have, but he's got some good weapons around him. You mentioned the receiver, they've got a nice little setup there, you know, and they put a lot into the program at ODU and you know, I'd say down the road, they got a chance to be a good program. Now, you know,
0: I think everybody kind of talks about what's happened to Virginia tech. This isn't the, the mm-hmm. biggest reason, but I think the emerge. I think ODU starting a program, a lot of those kids that might've gone and sat on the bench at Virginia tech for two or three years, they can probably play a lot sooner at ODU. Mm-hmm. And I think James Madison's uh, emergence, has maybe hurt, not so much tech's going to get their, their front line. The, the best 22 are going to tech theoretically, right? Right. But it's the, it's that second 22, that depth has been hurt a little bit. I think by ODU and, and JMU.
4: Yeah. Well, when Frank Beamer was there and had that program rolling, they owned that Tidewater area in recruiting and and that Tidewater area. I mean, that's, you know, Michael Vick, you know, Ronald Curry, all those guys came out of there. That's a tremendous football area and virginia tech i mean even they virginia couldn't steal players from virginia tech down there for a long period of time they they just owned that area so i think that's going to be important for them to get in back into that mode of recruiting because they don't have the players now that they had at that time now i don't know you know is that recruiting is that developing players has that been guys coaching change and transfers and all those type of things time will tell on that type of stuff but but you're right the emergency of other programs like odu and james Madison it does take a toll after a while too on on everybody same in in north carolina you look at app state charlotte yeah Yeah. you know before east carolina didn't have to keep compete with them in recruiting now you do so you know it just keeps getting harder uh it's
0: always good to teach after a win i think that's what mike houston was kind of looking forward to this week and and blake harrell and Donnie kirkpatrick they were looking at all the coaches we Mm -hmm. won but we have a lot of correctable things so if you're uh from what you saw, what would be some areas you you would, be, you would have been concentrating on to kind of polish up going into this week?
4: Yeah, I think it's critical areas for both offense and defense. You know, red zone is something you've always got to continue to work on and grow on because it changes from week to week how you're going to attack opponents down there, offensively and defensively, and third downs. You know, get off the field on, on defense, you know, offensively. You know, make sure you're converting and putting yourself in good situations. So it's all those type of situations I think you're looking at, uh, that they'll continue to improve on. And then always the kicking game. The kicking game is always going to determine two games for each year. So I think those are things that they're going to have to look at. Uh, and it also gives them a chance. You know, they've got Navy coming up in two weeks, which is yep. always a difficult team. They're struggling for some reason, which is really odd because they're using a really great offensive football team. And that's where they really seem to be struggling right now. But that offense takes some time to get ready for. So this may give East Carolina you know, maybe a little extra time to get ready for that game. Yeah.
0: Hey, coach, great to talk to you. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on with us. We'll get you some more uh, boating and uh, sweet hookups to pay <laughs> your massive fee to, to appear on this humble radio program. But uh,
4: it's always awesome to talk to you, and we'll hope uh, we'll we'll catch you next week. Thanks, hey, Patrick. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. I enjoyed it, and uh, great to see all the people back in East Carolina. So we'll we'll be back soon. Stay tuned.
0: We've got more to come, including. Jay Wilson, the head coach of 4-0 Green Central. They're playing in Pitt County tonight. We'll let you know against two and preview that matchup with the coach of the Rams, Coach Jay Wilson. We will have that for you coming up on the other
3: side. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to The Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It might
5: be crap, but we love it!
3: (laughs) Or tell your smart speaker to stream 943 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 943 The Game.
0: Always excited on a football Friday to give high school football as much of a shine as we can. Uh, worked out we could do that this week. Got a big uh, matchup tonight as it is uh, an EPC game, North Pitt. And our friend, Coach C.J. Wilson, the Panthers hosting 4-0. <laughs> Green Central. Well, Green County shout-out there. Yes, sir. Jay Wilson is the coach of uh, GC, and he joins us here on a uh, game day. Coach, thanks for taking a few minutes uh, with us so yeah we're we, i mean north pit i mean there are people you know north of the river here in Pitt county but we got to give a little love to to our our area teams too that are doing well and you guys are off to a fantastic start
5: yes sir and i i definitely appreciate the love I'm, I'm you know glad you guys reached over the county line and and, and we shake we get to shake hands for a little bit uh we're, we're definitely off to a good start uh four and oh um you know the first time in i well, it's third time in program history my my first time ever uh being in that situation so uh, we're feeling we're feeling as good as we think we should feel right now, but we know we still have a long season ahead of us. Coach, how long have you been uh, there in Snow Hills, the head man? Uh, this is my fourth year. I took over for uh, Alan Wooten when he left to go to Havelock. Alan Wooten, uh, I, I think he's a North Pitt legend. Um, But definitely, uh, you know, I took over for him. I spent uh, two years with him and then took over um, after he left. Now, where were you before Green Central? I was at Goldsboro High School. I, I coached yeah. three years under uh, Bennett Johnson over at Goldsboro High School. So take me back there. How did you get started in
0: uh, – well, like what's your first football memory, high school, college, and what made you decide to get into
5: coach? Take me through the whole nine year. Oh, man, I got to take you all the way back to 90, 1992. Um, no, I, I, I graduated from Princeton High School uh, back in ninety six. All right, now wait
0: a minute. Wait a minute. Was Princeton running that whack offense when? No, I, I shouldn't say that. Coach will get them mad at me for saying that. But they weren't <laughs> running that old fashioned offense when you were there. No,
5: no, no. We we were running the power eye. Uh, we run it. We ran a little tight end stuff. Um. no, we we didn't run the single wing and, and the things that they're being <laughs> successful with right now. Uh, I mean, or whatever they call the quarterback there. <laughs> yeah, it's something different. But I mean, it's effective. So you really can't yeah. go against it. I mean. Yeah. All right. So you graduate uh, Princeton. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I graduated from Princeton. Uh, Ross Renfro was my head coach, um, and he's probably the really the reason why I wanted to become a head co- the coach of football in the first place. He gave me a, a great start in life. He gave me a lot of life lessons. And then I, uh, I earned uh, a, uh, a scholarship and went to North Carolina a and um, I got a lot of academic money and a little athletic money, and I was able to finagle that into uh, you know three good years of football at a I uh, graduated from there <clears throat> and then started my coaching career in Greensboro. Uh, I coached at the middle school that fed into Dudley High School. Um, and then I spent seven or eight years up there and then matriculated my way back home. And I've had a few stops here and there. Um, and now I'm here in Greene County and and loving life and, and and trying to do the best I can for the kids over here in Snow Hill. You probably had some, uh, some talent roll through that feeder to Dudley, I imagine. Oh, I Listen. I had, I had some middle school teams that I would be more than happy to take a get up against some JV and a few varsity squads uh, from back in the day. I remember I looked up one time and <clears throat> I had wound up coaching, I think it was eight or nine guys who wound up going Division I in, when they were in middle school. So, I mean, it was, it was a, I really got my, my feet wet with dealing with talent and dealing with athletes.
0: You got to have a quarterback. And uh, you've got uh, Wilkes Thomas. Mm-hmm. He's had a nice uh, little run for you to start the season here. Yes. Uh, for the Rams, seven touchdowns versus one INT. and uh, So, Coach, give me, give us a little bit on, on him and then just name some names. Any other players you want to give
5: some uh, props to? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Wilkes, uh, great talent. Um, but he, I think the, the biggest part about him is he's really, really even-keeled. I've seen him throw touchdowns and jog it on over to the bench, and I've seen him get waylaid jogged on over to the bench and he, so he he helps keep our offense you know right on pace and right on right on track. He's throwing to some really, really good targets. Uh, John Willis, uh, John, we call him John John. He has uh, a standing offer from Navy from North Carolina T and from Johnson C. Smith um, at this moment and he's got some looks at some other schools uh, who are still kind of waiting in the wings to looking at some other things. Um, and then he's, he's also throwing the poo, which is Jamari Coppage. Uh, Jamari is probably one of the best two way players in this area. And I'll, I'll stand on that and I'll put my hat on that one. Uh, as far as a defender and, and as far as a receiver, uh, he's played receiver, he's played running back, he's played slot, he kicks off, he punts, uh, he catches the deep ball. It is what it is. Uh, Poo is a, is an amazing football player, um, up front offensive line wise, uh, 2.0, uh, Jalen Mitchell. So when I call these guys by their nickname, that's all I ever know them by. That's all right. No, that's good. <laughs> but uh, 2.0 Jalen Mitchell's first year guy playing O line. He's really doing a great job. Also with Taliq Wooten, uh, who's the anchor, senior guy on that o- on that O line, uh, along with Noah Acock and Chavis, who's a, a young young pup. Also with Campbell. Uh, so our O line is doing a great job. Uh, Justice, who is out right now with a little elbow injury. Uh, but we should be getting it back and hopefully in a few weeks uh, to add a little bit more pump uh, to the offense. But, you know, we're, we're just going to keep doing what we do offensively and keep trying to put up the points on the board. Jay
0: uh, Wilson is the uh, coach of green central and he's with us uh, here on the Patrick Johnson show. They play North Pitt, Yeah. In the opener of uh, the EPC. Let me ask you this. Um, Do you like the way the conference is kind of currently constructed? You, you, do you, are you digging that or what? Feel free, uh, it's just you, me, and Ben
5: here talking. So yeah, just just, just just us three. Yeah, no doubt. Um, no, I, I mean I can't be mad, at it. I, I think that I think there's some good rivalries that are already inside of it. I, you know, of course our rivalry with Farmville Central. It doesn't matter. We one could be four a and one could be one a, and it's still gonna be a rivalry game. So you know that that kind of adds a little spice to the end of the season. Um, that trip to Washington and West Craven. That's <laughs> that's, a, that's a good little hump, and it cuts into my my, my fuel budget. But, I mean, you know, we, you, 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 it's a its a good night every night in the EPC. There's not a night where you can kind of go in and say, yeah, guys, you know, we're supposed to do this and do this, and then we'll be done, And you know, by half. And there aren't any nights like that. Everybody's going to come to play. Everybody's going to give you the best shot. Uh, there's a lot of good coaches in the conference, so you know that you've got a scheme and make sure that you're ready for whatever's getting ready to happen that night. So, uh, you know, other than the drive way out there to Washington, the we- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, if we could meet somewhere in the middle of the play, I think I'd be all right. But, you know, it, it's fine. It's, it's 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 a good conference. It really is.
0: So, Coach, uh, I mean, Greed Central over the years, I mean, I, you think about it, mm-hmm. obviously baseball. Yeah. Uh, they've yeah. had very good basketball. They've had some good uh, girls' basketball teams. Maybe not so much recently, but, you know, you go back uh, several uh, years, they had some, some good uh, teams. Mm-hmm. I know they've had great history in tennis. And the football history is not so bad either. I mean, there's been some deep runs in in football. So, you know, I I think as we see other kind of community-based schools go through their ebbs and flows, and and, in a lot of them, they're kind of ebbing away still, unable Mm -hmm. to get it going for whatever reason. It seems like you guys over at Green Central have always kind of maintained a pretty good consistency, by and large, with your athletics. So what, what would you attribute all that to?
5: Well, I mean, you know, the, the, one of the first things is, is that, you know, everybody goes through Green County schools, you're going to play for Green Central High School unless you, you know, maybe go to a, out of, out, you got to, you have to go out of the county right. to play for someone else. So, you know, I think some of the coaches uh, before myself and and it's something I, I, I'm i doing a lot of is that I'm going to go trying to find the guys when they're in third, fourth, fifth grade. Uh, we're going to be going over to the middle school game you know, whenever they play so that the guys can see our face and, you know, and, and have a have a, um, a good relationship with the middle school coach and have a good relationship with the rec league coaches and say, all right, guys, you know, the one day we want you to be on the big Rams squad. Right now you're on the baby Rams or the little Rams or the whatever. But one day, you know, we want you to put on that blue helmet um and come out here and play for us. And so I, I think that's what it is. And then, you know, small town, your uncle played for us, your, 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 your <laughs> grandfather played, your dad played, your your mom's ex-boyfriend—he played too, whatever. So you know, so it's kind of the, it's kind of the expectation. You know, if you if you pick up a football, then we need to see you out here on Friday night at 140 Snow Hill Drive. Go and do your thing. Uh, this is just
0: great. This has been excellent talking to Coach Wilson here. All right, give me your thoughts on uh, playing uh, North Pitt. Uh, this isn't uh, the North Pitt of old. Uh, of course, uh, our good friend, the ex-pirate, the Super Bowl champ, CJ Wilson, took over the program. Mm-hmm. and uh, they've got a nice little foundation going uh it's gonna be a, a tough game mm-hmm.
5: you all uh taking them on in Bethel De- I mean definitely definitely uh you know I, me and CJ probably cousins uh, you know what I'm saying Wilson and Wilson <laughs> I ain't you know I gotta I gotta look down the family <laughs> no, no,
0: no we tried to see. I thought <laughs> CJ told us one time that he and Jyra Wilson were cousins and, 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 and I might as well have told Jyra Wilson I might as well have had three heads when I told Jairo Wilson that, because he looked at me like I had no idea what I was talking about. But I'll go with it, Coach. So a you cousin rivalry tonight. We got you know A
5: you family know. feud. I like it. The battle, battle for the plate at the cookout. I, you know, I don't know what it is. But um, but you, but you know, with his pedigree and and what I saw, even what I saw last year when he kind of came into the program, and you started you started seeing his footprint and his handprints on the program, and they're gonna be well coached. They're gonna know what they're gonna be doing. Uh, they're gonna come out here with a with a game plan. He's gonna have watched film. He's gonna know what we like to do and try and take that away from us. Um, so I, you know, I and and you know North Pitt's gonna have athletes coming out to Wazoo. I think some games they look up in the stands and be like, hey, come here, young man. Come, you know come on out here and, and run this 4 real quick and go see if you can't score a touchdown but you just know that going in so you know you have to be prepared you have to be ready um and then you got, you got to be ready for a dog fight it's, it's over there i mean i told the boys like like mm-hmm. i told the boys yesterday they came over last night you know what i'm saying i mean last year excuse me mm-hmm. and, and you know it they, they was a pretty good a pretty good slack and they beat us around the field um and so their guys haven't forgot that so they're going to walk into that game with that kind of confidence, like, yo, these are the same dudes we smacked around last year. So let's go ahead and get this money, too. So um, that's what you got to, got to prepare for. Coach Jay
0: Wilson, uh, his Green Central Rams are four. zero. they open conference play tonight. They shut out North Lenore, beat Kinston, Wallop, be- uh, Benningfield, and then shut out Eastern Wing. So they're on quite a run as they come in. And uh, that big Farmville game will be the one that uh, wraps up the uh, season for Green Central. So they'd get a week off uh, before the uh, playoffs uh, would start. But uh, they got North Pitt tonight, back at home next week against Southwest, Yes, at Aiden, at Washington, and then back-to-back home games against West Craven and uh, Farmville Central in the middle part of October. That's the slate for the Rams. Did you give any thought? Well, there's probably no way you could do this, that you could play on that last day because you would have had to have matched it up with somebody else and you don't know who's off on that. It's very rare to have the last game or last week off as your bye week. I guess it's just the, them's the breaks, as they say.
5: Yeah, yeah. We we drew straw that very first year we got in the conference, and I don't know if I got the long straw or the short straw, but I got the straw. You, you didn't get the right one. That's Yeah.
4: It. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, I mean, but last year, um, last year actually worked out pretty good for us. Um, we were able to rest that last week of the season. We got a couple guys that have been, you know, bumps and bruises or whatever. They were able to take that last week kind of easy and then get ready for the playoff game. So, you know, uh, that's sort of the the, the, the catch-22 part of it is, yeah, we're going straight through, but at the end we get a little week to, you know, to kind of relax a little bit and, you know, nurse up some things and then even have an opportunity to say, hey, based on this, this is who we might play, so yeah. let's go ahead and, you know, let's maybe shout. we Get yeah. some information or, or go see them live on the hoof, um, you know, down that way. So, uh, so you played at AT, right? Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, Aggie Eagle, give me your best memory. Oh, I was, I, I, I was, I red my freshman year, of course. You know, um, oh, come so, on, coach, that can't be your best memory. You were the no, red- no, no. I'm, come I'm, on, come I'm, on. I'm, I'm I'm, I got, I'm a storyteller. I gotta, oh, I gotta build, I gotta build a crescendo up. I got you. Um, so, my sophomore year, and this is back when we were still playing at Carter Finn, we we're still playing at NC State. Damn. And so I'm I'm Pooh but freshman, you know, redshirt freshman from Princeton, North Carolina, probably the biggest crowd I ever played in was maybe 600 people, you know. So I'm okay. So we go out for the warm ups. I catch a few balls. I look around the stands. It's okay. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of people here. We go back in, we come back out. For the second round of warm-ups, now it's team. Now you got your shoulder pads and your helmet on. And I'm like, yo, it's a lot of people in these stands. This wait a minute, it's more people that's in Princeton than I think in the stands. We go back in. Bill Hayes gives us this great motivational speech. He's got the James Brown, it's the big playback playing in the background. Yeah, he's telling us that hey and T da da da. When we come back out. I've never felt like throwing up the game. I've never, I've never felt like throwing right. up. We come back out, and now Central's band is there. AT's band is on the other side. I feel like they have megaphones on the end of their instruments. It's so loud. We're walking out. So our stadium goes, ah, and Central comes out, and their side, ah. And I was, I'm talking about goosebumps. My stomach was hurting. My I, my eyes were blinking. I felt like crying. I I was just like, oh god, I want to go back in the locker room. It was so many people, and I was like, wow. And I and, and finally one of my one of the one of the older guys, he like slapped me on the back. He was like, hey rookie, get your mind right. Okay, okay, okay. You know, but it was it was just that moment yeah. uh, where you realize like how big that game was and how much it meant. And it was just, it, I, I I never wanted, I didn't, I didn't throw up, but I wanted to, I wanted to, bad, bad. <laughs> Coach Jay Wilson, I hope you'll come back and do the show with us again another time. This was great. Oh, um, hey, anytime, you, anytime, you, you you send me the message and I got you, you know, and it's not. It's never a problem. Well, thank
0: you, coach. Boy, he was cool to talk to. A lot of fun to have a uh, coach on. That Coach Wilson from Green Central, it's the battle of the Coach Wilson tonight as they take on. North Pitt. We've got Rose football coming your way tonight here on 94.3 The Game. And uh, immediately following our show, we have uh, for you a uh, bridge show that will get you ready for uh, Rose football, but also high school football around uh, eastern North Carolina on uh, week five of the high school football season. Friday night, Rampits coming off a blanking of uh, Southwest Onslow, 30 to Zip. They head back down to Onslow County, but they will open the season in conference play against the Jacksonville Cardinals. Redbirds are 3-0. and This will be a uh, classic battle. It came right down to the uh, last instant last year when they uh, played one another in the regular season. Rose with a big rally, if I recall, uh, in that one. And uh, the Rampants also then came back and Beat Jacksonville in another really good game in the Eastern Regional Final back on December 3rd, 35 28. So both of the games last year, both played in Greenville, were dandy. dandies. Both decided by a, a score, a touchdown, uh, and it was uh, a heck, a heck of a game. So we'll uh, grab a break and come back and get you set for our game day coverage uh, tomorrow and then yield uh, our uh, time over to. Uh, the ref, Philip Pilkington. So stay with us on the football Friday. Get you to the game day weekend edition of the Patrick Johnson Show.
3: We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate with us. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94.3 The Game. And 94.3thegame.com. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. <laughs> it's the P-Man here on ninety four three, The Game.
0: Coming up tomorrow, we'll have coverage beginning at 3 o'clock, our Pirate Game Day countdown from outside the Town Bank Tower. We hope you'll join us, uh, myself and Terrence Copper. And then uh, network coverage uh, beginning at 5 o'clock here on 94.3 The Game and on 107.9 WNCT ECU hosting Campbell's. The Pirates will look to move to 2-1. First meeting of the modern era between the uh, two, but we've got a really cool story on the pregame tomorrow about when these uh, programs played way, way, way back when. All right, uh, big thanks to Doug Martin for joining us here tonight. Also, big thanks to uh, Coach uh, Jay Wilson from Green Central. Good luck to all our local teams tonight. And the uh, Rose Rampids will be playing against Jacksonville. You can hear that game right before 7 o'clock with uh, pregame coverage. When we return, uh, you'll have uh, the Bridge Show kind of highlighting everything going on uh, around high school football land in eastern North Carolina. And uh, look at uh, everything going on uh, as far as uh, a little bit of a preview, uh, ECU and uh, Campbell, I suppose. So uh, all of that is coming up. Uh, I'll see you on the television at 7 tonight if you're streaming or over in the Triangle Market, and uh, we'll catch everybody back here for the Patrick Johnson Show at 5 o'clock on uh, Monday, the uh, Monday afternoon quarterback edition, sights and sounds from the uh, football weekend. And, uh, of course, be back on uh, Monday, Talk of the Town on 103.7 to 96.3. Have a safe and great weekend, everybody.